Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday. Welcome to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Van Nunley on the mic right here with you. I'm wearing my purple shirt today. Watch out. It's a purple shirt day. I know you don't know what that means, Robert. I was just going to ask you. <laughs> is it something special? Right on the other side of the glass, Robert Buck D. Gibson on the ones and twos, dealing out hot takes, taking your phone calls, probably laughing at your text messages. Happy Friday, Duke City. Like I said, it's a purple shirt day. I changed the vibe on the purple shirt. Let me tell you what's going on with the purple shirt historically. Okay. And if you're not, if you're not joining us um, on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, wherever uh, you get to see us, I'm wearing a purple and gray large checkered pearl snap. And historically, this means Van is ready to party. Mm-hmm. This is my party shirt. This is my bad decision shirt. This is my leave my car at home shirt. Historically, I wear it like once a month, and usually that's the day where I tempt my fate and try to get arrested mm-hmm. for some indulgence crime. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't worn it all summer. And I was like, what's going on, man? No purple shirt days? So today on Two Men On is going to be an official purple shirt day. So we are going to rage today. So that's the that's the meaning behind the purple shirt. Okay, now I can get with it. Do do you have a shirt like that? Actually, I have a few of them like that. Okay. What's what's your version of the purple shirt? My Kobe jersey. Uh, okay. I won this jersey off of it was a Twitter post. It was a Father's Day Twitter post and they were saying uh show your uh Laker fatherhood, and it was me holding my daughter, and I had a Kareem jersey on, but you could just see the back of it, and then I was holding my daughter. And I posted it during uh, NBA TV, and I won. And it's and it's an authentic Kobe jersey. I don't wear it a lot, but when I do. You know it's on. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah. Got a hell of a program for you today, all of your sports and sports-adjacent content. Uh, Don't freak out, everybody, but we're going to talk soccer for a minute. We're going to talk World Cup on the pitch and off the pitch. We got some crazy stories for you, and uh, I got some hot takes on this Croatia upset. I'm coming in hot, just like Croatia is coming in hot. Croatia made it all the way to the finals four years ago when yep. no one gave them a chance. Right. And here they are upsetting the big dogs in the most unlikely fashion. Brazil. On the biggest stage, the favorite to win a sixth World Cup, Brazil. Brazil. A Brazil. That's why I like to say it. Brazil. A Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Van. Yeah. 
excuse me. Um, I actually missed this match, but I did watch the second one. So you're going to have to – I've read about it, okay. but it's not the same reading and looking at the little highlights of these matches. Okay, perfect. As far as it is watching it live. I watched the first one live while I was piddling around the house doing stuff. Right. And then I was obviously glued in towards the end. It was one of the craziest finishes in the history of the World Cup. It was absolute insanity yeah. in the last 10 minutes. And not to be outdone, the very next game was just as good, if not better. Oh, man. It was great. See, I knew this was going to happen in Qatar. They're going to be all of their injustices, all of their crazy religious persecution, all of their treatment of women, the the uh, the x amount allegedly of slaves who died right. building the stadiums. That's all going to be wiped away once the whistle blows and they start playing soccer on the pitch. You know what that sounds like? Hmm. The NFL. Gah. <laughs> Same thing. Gah. Same exact thing. Well, I'll tell you what. The other day I told you, I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm not watching the World Cup. America's out. Yes. But what made me watch. <laughs> what happened little, two what, days later? What, what happened, are we doing? What <laughs> happened was I heard about the great match between Croatia and Brazil. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me watch this second one because it may be the last time I'll ever to see Messi in the World Cup. Because it was sure. Argentina versus uh, Netherlands. Sure. And then it turned out to be great as well. So, Brazil, all match, absolutely put it on Croatia. Just put it on them. Brazil had 21 total shots, 11 shots on target. Usually, you make somewhere in between one-third to one-half of your shots on target, depending on who you're playing. They only got one of them to go in, and it took them all friggin' match. The Croatian goalkeeper was playing like he was friggin' Dr. Octopus, and he had like six arms oh, he was doing it like just that. flying out of his body. Yeah. It's like one of the best goalkeeping performances in the history of the friggin' World Cup. And I got to saw like half of it. I could see like half of it. Yeah. Brazil had 21 shots, 11 shots on target, seven corner kicks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they was going at it. Dude, they were putting it on yeah. And nothing hit the back of the net until now. Wait for this. Okay. And I don't know if you've seen the highlights yet, but it took all the way until the 105th minute at a zero-zero tie, a defensive battle, a ball control battle, one of the best goalkeeping performances in the history of the World Cup, and it didn't get one in until in the 105th minute. Oh my God! When Brazilian he- hero Neymar. Got one into the back of the net. Is it Neymar or is it Neymar? I don't care. <laughs> or is he or or is it like the Neymar. The, the villain in Wakanda Forever, Neymar? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> Either way, I'm not too concerned. I'm I, sorry. I call him athletic bad bunny. Neymar family. <laughs> Even though I don't know if that's disrespectful or not, I've just said that. But Bavadi. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, that's who he is. <laughs> so he finally gets one in the back of the net in the 105th minute. And the air is taken out of the Croatian fans. Yeah, because you think it's over. Who are insane, by the way? Well, I think all of the fans are insane except for ours. 
Yeah, they're just they're just we're not good enough yet for yeah, the we fans. We haven't to we go haven't reached same. those heights yet. Sure. They were trying hard. Our fans represented. Yeah. They were there in droves and they cosp I I love how they like cosplay the founding fathers and cosplay yeah. Alexi Lawless and just all these American tropes. It's absolutely adorable. But the air was sucked out of Croatian nation. Right. Until <laughs> <laughs> ten short minutes later. Right at the end of stoppage time, and I'm going to screw this up. Uh-oh, the name. Bruno Petkovic. That's pretty I good. I think I nailed it. I think that, I did that way better that, than Neymar. That's pretty good. Neymar. Neymar. Neyman. Sammy. Swami. <laughs> Swimmy. Samsonite. Okay. Bruno Petkovic in the 117th minute has the equalizer ties it up mm-hmm. then the the clock goes red and it's on to penalty oh, kicks oh they thought they had him croatia and look here i'm going to tell you why croatia is playing so hard i'm going to tell you why croatia is having all this success they can't upset that smoking super hot chick who dresses up in her Croatian flag regalia. They are doing a service to the world by winning. Yes, keep her on camera. Yes. Good job, Croatia. You get us. You get what the sports-adjacent world wants. Yes. We want more of your hot fans. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's go, uh, let's go to break early. Okay. Because I want to come back and talk about uh, some kid who deserves zero attention, but he's getting all of the attention, probably even more than that smoking hot Croatian fan. And I want to—I want you to recap Argentina as well. We'll okay. hit the sponsors when we get back to Two Men On ninety-five nine FM AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Happy Friday, Duke City. The boys are here for you. Got big plans this weekend, Albuquerque, 505-246-0610. Share with us. We like sharing. Sharing is caring, Robert. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA and we have lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's Monday Night Football at Howie Sports Page. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. So before the break, I hinted that we're going to give some attention to uh, to somebody I've never heard of. Right. Uh, until literally yesterday. Some dude... Um, He's like a internet personality, influencer slash musician. His name is I Show Speed. Yes. Have you heard of this guy before? Not until today. Not until today, right? I haven't heard of him, even a whisper of him. And you know, for a 40-year-old, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm kind of hip. I'm kind of in tune. A little bit. With what's going on. Right. Enough that I have the stones to admit that on the radio. Not like a lot, a lot. Not like you, Robert. I feel like you're really plugged in. Yeah, I am. I have a, you know, I have a little cheat code. Sure. Uh, she's 19 years old. We have the same cheat code. <laughs> Mine's 20. 
But this kid, I show speed, is like a social media influencer, kind of a musician. And uh, I did a, a a very a deep dive, but a shallow deep dive. Okay. Yesterday, and uh, he's got a hit song that is taking over the world right now. Yeah. When uh when you pulled it up, it's literally the number two song in the world in right now. In the world. So spoiler alert. I'm going to tell you what it is and what it's about. It's about the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) The song is called World Cup. So what he does, and legit, I'm kind of upset that I didn't think of this first, but he just rattles off all of the names of the countries in the World Cup, drops the beat, and then just says World Cup over and over again. And now he's probably made multiple millions of dollars off streams alone in the past week. It is absolutely insane. And I want you to pay attention out there, friends of the show, loyal listeners. Keep your ear tuned to the way he says these countries' names. All right, you want to drop the beat, DJ? Let's hear it. I'm so stuck. I can't wipe the smile off my face right now. It's free advertisement for I Show Let's Speed. Let's go! <laughs> Everybody rise up! Stand up! It's that time! Oh my goodness. Here we go. Come on! We got Portugal. We got Mexico, France, England, Brazil, Belgium, Qatar, Belgium. USA, Iran, Canada, Argentina, Australia, Croatia, Switzerland, Ghana, Japan, Uruguay, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Ecuador, Wales, Poland, Sunzia, Cameroon, Serbia, Korea, Netherlands, Senegal, Costa Rica. Let's play football. World Cup. Do we, do we need to, like, put some noises on top of this? Uh, well, as long as we're talking, we're, we're talking good. over it. Okay. Yeah, as long as we're talking, we need we're to good. No. Oh, my God. So original. It's time to play football. Oh, my goodness. World Cup. <laughs> How long do I have to play this? Uh, I, I don't know. Is that, <laughs> is that enough? That, can we, can we listen to the countries again? <laughs> What's a? It's like here we got, go. Here we go. <laughs> Bro, this is like the most lyrics I've heard in the song so far. This is horrible. Oh yeah, can we? I, yeah, I'm about to lower it down. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That is one of the worst things I've ever heard, and it's the biggest thing in the world right now. That is so awful, but so genius. It's like, it's one of those things that I wish I would have had the idea for, and then I saw someone else do it, and I'm like legit upset at myself. I am so mad. (laughs) He just says country's name, and by the way, botches them. Bro. Botches them so bad. Do you know what he just did? He was like, you know what's about to happen? The World Cup. Huh. 
let me find out who's in the World Cup <laughs> and just read them off and record this and keep saying World Cup. It's time World for football. Cup. World Cup. So that video <laughs> has guess how many guess how many listens it has on YouTube? Oh, God. how Two, many? Two hundred million. You're crazy. <laughs> It's more than half a billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going Two, like, what? 200 million was my ridiculously high guess. I know it was because I saw the look on your face when you told me. By the way, when I say ridiculously high, I mean the number, not the number, me. The number, the number, yeah, folks. Yeah, the number, the number. I'm super sober, except for this Red Bull. Belgium. <laughs> he, did he not you're, have? You're did, a gay. <laughs> You're a gay. I, I was like, hold he, on. Is, I'm like, is he accusing me of something? Or because I know that's not a country. He said you're a gay because they're in Qatar, and he wants to make sure ah. he's in with the, the Qatari government. He's outing people in real time. Who is he? Who is he standing next to when he says you're a gay in the video? Because <laughs> <laughs> that guy is probably in some kind of. Qatari and Gulag right now. Well, I looked at the video while I was getting the um, information. Okay. And it's just a bunch of kids. It's just a bunch of kids in jerseys running around. A bunch of children, around. right, yes. While he jumps up and down and says World Cup 400 times. Where wow. is this kid from? Wow. I forgot his name already. It's His name is I Show Speed, one word. I don't think he's American. Or lowercase l show speed. I'm not sure. I don't think he's American. I'm about to find out. Um, It's just. Is he, an American. He is? Oh, good for him then. That that was the most American thing you can do. Butcher every country. Gaming. He's a started off as a gaming YouTuber. And now he has the second biggest song in the whole world. You're a gay. Yeah. And and I'll tell you the country who's most upset about this song. Iran. Yes. Because he says, yeah. Iran. Iran. And we know that upsets them a lot. Krishia. <laughs> Krishia. Krishia. And then he said some. Now then he, he said one that I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know where he pulled it from. What's a Susia? I don't know. Now you're gonna make me find out where he went to school. Oh God, did he? Does he have to? Because he's still at the age where he should be in school. He's only like 17 or 18. Nah, right? I don't he's think he's 17. That old. Yeah, he's 17 bro. years old. Well, school don't matter now. Nope. You got you a banger. How long? Okay, so we only have two more matches in the World Cup, right? Yeah. That's in this round. That's the. That's the. No, I mean for the entire thing. No, well, not matches, but rounds. Yes, that is correct. So, that's the duration of this song. But he's about to rake up. He already has. <laughs> yes. You you're not gonna play this in in February. <laughs> it's like no one. He didn't have an editor. Like who made his beats? No, bro, it don't matter. Who who edited the song? It none. none what we're listening to 
and critiquing doesn't matter. You know what matters on that song? World Cup. Yes. World Cup. That's it. Most most people probably don't even speak English who are listening to this Thank song. Thank you. But they know World Cup. And they have no idea how bad he's <laughs> botching these countries. Except for Iran. Yeah. Oh, you everyone see, knows saying, that one. You know I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> I ain't trying to get ran up on. Iran. Yeah. Iran so far away. <laughs> Oh, that is, a, that, that is a gem. <laughs> that is a gem that should last forever, but it won't. Yeah. This is going to be like my new exasperation. Instead of like, like GD or Holy S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krushia! <laughs> you, know you know who's upset right now that he didn't think of this? Huh. David Hasselhoff. Oh, man. He is pissed. Why didn't I come up with this? I've been mispronouncing words for <laughs> my whole life. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And this kid just completely turned around all of this horrible pu- publicity. I don't know if you know this, guys, but when I'm on the toilet, I'm either on Reddit or Tinder, Yeah. by the way. Those are your go-tos. So if you'd like to um, meet me in person, try to find me on Tinder. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be uh... a... <laughs> <Yo. laughs> Not grinder, Robert. Oh, okay, okay. Not, not grinder. That's where my brain went. Yeah. Not farmers only. Not Jew date. These are real these are real <laughs> dating sites, by the way. Loyal listener, friends oh, of the show. Man. This kid, like just a few days ago before this song blew up, or probably while the song was blowing up, I don't know if you were able to get a clip of this, but this same kid. I, I, I want to quit saying his name to n- quit giving him credit, but the same kid, I show speed. He don't need you. He's but, got the World Cup song. Well, anymore, I don't want to enable. I don't want to act like Aggie basketball coaching staff here and be an accomplice. But, ooh, shots fired. Mm, Alleged. Mm, mm. Alleged. Allegedly. But yeah, he did like one of the most aggressively racist things and was completely belligerent of it. He he apparently is a Portugal fan, even though he's an American teenager. Right. I don't know he's where a, that came from. He's a Portugal fan, well, probably a uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Fan. Yeah, he's a Ronaldo I'm, fan, I'm right? Tripping, yeah. And he was at the World Cup. And this, I believe, Korean, but I I don't want to say for no, sure because I don't no. want to make the same mistake. He actually tells them what he is in the vi- in the video this in the in the clip. Asian gentleman walks by this same kid. I show speed in an Argentina jersey, a Messi jersey, and I show speed is like, why are you an Argentina fan? And then starts mocking him in a horrible Chinese accent. You gotta hit play. And this is him talking to the other kid. Isn't that like the most low-hanging fruit racist thing you could do is just mock somebody's language? While this kid is setting, like, streaming records, he's pulling this and getting away with it. 
The other guy was angry, man. He was so he angry. Was, he was like, no konnichiwa. No konnichiwa. I got it backwards. He said he, he, he is Chinese. I thought he was saying, no konnichiwa, I'm Chinese. No. I got it back. Okay. Anyways, Missy Elliott that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, yeah, this kid was wearing a jersey of a different country because he's a fan of the player, and he has he tries to chastise a person from across the globe from a different culture for doing the exact same thing he's doing in real time. Right. But this kid still got away with it. It's not being air quotes canceled or air quotes doxxed or whatever. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is just dumb youth. He's 17. He doesn't know any better. B.S. Oh, my gosh, bro. Hey, that's the name of your show. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, oh, man. You, I got to give you props on finding this. I don't. Well, uh, if this is still going on Tuesday, you should hit this on your next B.S. <laughs> it will be. I can't believe that he's like the number two song in the world yes. that says a bunch of countries' names incorrectly and then just says World Cup over and over again, is the second biggest song in the world, and he is like an outspoken teenage <laughs> racist? This is, a, this is nuts. You know what, though? This may sound bad, but this is a throwback to America. Sure, baby. <laughs> this is the most American thing ever. No, no, I don't care what you're talking about. I'm going to tell you what, you're, what you are. I mean, this is just ignorance, right? Yeah. This is cultural ignorance. Because if the, if you if you flip this situation, and somebody does that to him, his arms are in the air. He is all over the internet, calling foul, saying how he's been mistreated and wronged. But it's okay for him to do it because he's a black American teenager. It goes back to that ridiculous argument: you can't be racist if you're black. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, yes, you may. Yes, you may. World Cup. World Cup. Nah. That, I don't think, I don't think he was racist. The culture, it, culturally think, insensitive? He, he, uh, not even that. Just dumb. Just a stupid kid. Yeah, he don't know. But then you never know. This is why I take everything that I see on stuff like that with a grain of salt. It may have been staged. On purpose, right? Yes. And I, to- I, I was thinking that. So when you hear it, you get upset. But then when you watch it, you see their faces and they're like kind of smiling. And I'm like, I don't know. This may have been this guy, you know, he's in the limelight and everything he's going to do right now is going to get under the magnifying glass. And that that video I just saw. Had millions of views, so I was like, "Oh, this is a monetizing thing." Now, it's a, it's big enough to make the front page of Reddit yesterday. Yeah, see, all of this is like, you know, it's like a big brain behind it. A- they, they, am I am I the fool here? You you might did, be, man. Did I get hoodwinked? Yeah, you might have. Did I get catfished? <laughs> you might have. <laughs> Outrage culture. I'm they so su- upset. Sucked you in, bro. I'm so upset of the hypocrisy of his. Blatant racist behavior sucked you. That in. was probably staged. Yep, just to get more views on his song. Congratulations, it worked. You fell down I the wormhole, speed. the I show speed wormhole. That's exactly what you did. I just got trolled by a seventeen-year-old, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. That's exactly what happened. Crochia. <laughs> 
We're talking about the MLB when we get back. As an Astros fan, this one is just too juicy. Okay. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Happy Friday, Duke City. Welcome back to the program. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do our lunches and the dopest milkshakes in all of Albuquerque at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys. Monday Night Football at Howie's. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka. New Mexico vodka. Had a couple Moscow mules last night with okay. the old Teller vodka. All right. How was that? Oh, delicioso. I, um, one of my dear friends, Billy, gave me a Moscow mule set. Much like a, uh, the plebeian that I am, usually when I make Moscow mules, it's just in like a highball glass or if I'm feeling frisky and I want to double a pint glass. Mm-hmm. But he got me some fancy copper mugs like real Moscow Mule copper mugs from across the pond. And now I get all fancy, stick my pinkies out, and make Moscow Mules in my oh. fancy copper mugs. Come over sometime. I'll make yeah, you one. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I don't know how to make them. Uh, they're, they're pretty simple. I'm the worst drink maker in history. The only <laughs> drink I can make is a shot. Okay, well, that's the best one to know how to make. <laughs> You're gonna make. You're only gonna make well, one drink. That's probably that's probably the best well, one. Well, that's that's not great for everyone because everyone's not us. Ah, excellent point. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, it's it's simple, man. It's just a shot of vodka, little ginger beer, a dash of bitters, and some mint. Okay, shake it up together. Stir it up. Excuse stir, me. Oh, oh. You stir it. You don't shake. You don't well, shake. See, a, you're giving me bad info. You don't shake a mule. <laughs> you don't don't shake a mule behind the bar or in real life. Yeah, a bartender will be very upset with you if you shake a mule, and then an actual mule will be way more upset with you mm-hmm. if you shake a mule. All right, for an Astros fan who gets all the hate in the world from Yankees and Dodgers nation. This story is just mm, 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 yummy. What you got? What you got? So we talked about this on the program before, but MLB the last couple years were using different baseballs in different situations. Right, right. 2019, there was a spike in offense. Batting average were up. Home runs were up. Slugging was up. And pitchers were accusing baseball of using a juiced ball. Because that's the first year they started cracking down on spider tack and sticky stuff. A friend of the show, J.D., uh, pretty soon Teller will have a Manhattan because they're about to release their barrel-aged bourbon. Mm -hmm. Stoked for that. Yeah, we've we've had them on there to talk about it as well. Yep. Yep. So 2019, they started cracking down on the sticky stuff. And then in turn said they're going to bring in a dead ball. So the ball was juiced, but the pitchers were allowed to use sticky stuff. And then 2019 was like the peak of power numbers. Way more strikeouts, way more home runs. So it was either a strikeout or a home run. People complained. The MLB took notice. MLB started using different baseballs. So after the 2019 season, starting in 
the COVID season, and especially last year, they used what was called a dead ball. Dead ball. They used the dead ball, right? But it seems like you could see direct spikes in numbers in certain places, in certain situations in 2021. And uh, Dr. Meredith Willis started studying this last year. She is a astrophysicist <laughs> and baseball fan. Was, okay, so I was going to say, was she bored? But yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. She wanted to use the scientific method and her research skills to find out what's going on with these baseballs. So 2021, she tracked down certain games and certain situations that look like the balls were being swapped in and out. Yeah. Some bigger games, some televised games were using a juiced ball, but the majority of the games used the dead ball. So she wanted to take it a step further in the 2022 season, and this is where it gets interesting and a little little more sciency okay. than we usually get on this program. So she got 204 official Major League Baseballs. Most, The majority of them were game used. All right. What does she get this number 204? That's just the max the, amount ah. that she was able to get, whether it was from uh, league associates, okay. team associates, fans, um, official ballpark uh, where they sell the baseballs. 204 was the maximum amount she was able to garnish because Major League Baseball tried to thwart her study Ooh. and not allow places that sell Major League Baseballs to sell to her. So this is all third-party stuff. Oh, come on, MLB. She had, she had to Serpico her way yeah. into 204 baseballs. So that means, to me, there's something to hide. Correct. There's something to hide, and there's something for her to find out and let the masses know. That is correct. And the story continues. She was able to get 204 baseballs, and she did extensive testing on the baseballs. She tracked when they were used, where they were used, cracked them out, weighed, weighed them, cracked them open, and noticed there were inconsistencies with these three different baseballs that were used throughout the 2020 season. Okay. Okay. There was the dead ball, and the overwhelming majority of the balls that she tested were the dead ball. All right. This is why batting averages were down last year. Scoring. Yeah, scoring was down last year. To counteract the pitchers not using sticky stuff, MLB used this dead ball, and it was proven that they used it an overwhelming majority of the time. But there were two other baseballs. The second most used baseball, and I love this word, the Goldilocks baseball, because it's just right. The Goldilocks baseball was used in a bunch of situations. Okay. All-star games, playoffs, nationally televised games. And almost all Yankees games. Hmm. Didn't somebody on the Yankees this year, Robert, set an American League home run record? What are you insinuating? Huh. What, what are you insinuating? What am I insinuating? Did Major League Baseball have these juice baseballs on deck and saw how hot Aaron Judge was 
and purposefully travel him around they and him used a balls. juice ball in all Yankees balls. games. Oh, the Yankees fans are mad at you right now. Ooh, bring it. 505-246-0610. Science says you're <sighs> cheaters. Well, I thought they were cheating just because <laughs> of that ballpark. Well, there's that too. <laughs> so if you put the Goldilocks ball on top of it, ooh, that is crazy. You might be on to something. I well, bet you couldn't wait to talk about that. Dr. Meredith Willis, I'll do three hours on this. <laughs> Loyal listener, friends of the show, I promise this is only one segment about your cheating Yankees and how Major League Baseball attempted to cheat with you. Well, Yankee fan, I have a little tidbit of Yankee information okay. that you guys probably already knew, but I didn't. Let's see if you knew this. Uh, Van. Okay. Nobody has been named the captain of the Yankees since Derek Jeter. And people are insinuating, there's that word again. Okay. That Aaron Judge should be the next captain of the Yankees. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, he's going to be the captain of baseball if they keep feeding the, these <laughs> juiced baseballs everywhere he goes. <laughs> I don't think he should be the captain of the Yankees. And there was a rarely used third baseball. I was going to say, you didn't get to the third one. What was that So, yeah, that was a rarely used third baseball, and that's like the legit 2019 and before juiced baseball. Can we get a Barry Bonds baseball? Yeah, but One that when you hit it, you got like a Cosmo tail that comes off of it? (laughs) Yeah, but it comes with a free pack of needles. (laughs) I want the ball when you hit it, the one that goes zzzz. (laughs) <laughs> like a like a Bugs Bunny ball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would watch way more baseball if that were the case. Uh, I want to go a little bit longer on this, but we got to hit a break before our last segment of the day. Yeah. More cheating Yankees. Yankees fan out there, 505-246-0610. I want to hear your hot takes. Have you even heard about this yet? Because this is all breaking news the last 48 hours. 505-246-0610. Hit us up. Sports Animal Hotline, Sports Animal Text Line, the exact same number. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Welcome back to my Conspiracy Theory Podcast. (laughs) Sometimes referred to as Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. I'm going to take this Yankees and, and baseball thing one step further. First, before I take this one step further, you're listening to Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by the Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch at the 66 Diner Monday. That's for the boys. Howie Sports Page watching some Monday night football. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. All right, tinfoil hat securely on top of my head right now all right i got so you have more than what you've already dropped on this that is correct all right so not only did dr meredith willis prove that three different baseballs were used during games last season she also proves that the juice balls benefited the new york yankees as her research showed the juiced baseballs the goldilocks ball and the classic juiced ball were only used in the postseason World Series All-Star Game and Yankees games. Right. 
so it seems like the MLB was trying to aid Aaron Judge in his quest. The league said there was only one baseball used in all of 2022, easily proven wrong. And then Rawlings, the maker of the ball, goes on to say... The company, right? Yeah, exactly. There was no third ball used. So they just threw MLB under the bus completely and said, okay, there's two, but there's not three. There's not three of them. Not three. And we all know pitchers complained about the juice ball in 2019, how everything was a home run, should have been a pop-up to the warning track, and they were going over the fence. Complaints all across MLB. Uh, New New York Mets pitcher Justin Verlander even walked up to an MLB official and said, when are you going to fix the effing ball? And this has happened in uh, 2019. Right. So why this matters is usually, historically, MLB had their balls made, giggity, by Rawlings, and they would agree on a baseball, and that would be the only ball that they produced all year. Special events would get a different stamp. Playoffs would get a different stamp, but it was the same ball all year. Tinfoil hat secured to the top of my head like a little metal yarmulke. Okay. 2018, MLB buys Rawlings. Okay? Is this starting to sound fishy? Okay, so you won't be quiet. Exactly. So I'm going to buy you out. Exactly. You won't make... Okay, I see it. It's connecting now. Yeah, see? See? It's not a conspiracy theory when it's an actual conspiracy, Robert. Well, here's the problem. Here's the hole in this that I see. Oh, damn it. Did they switch the balls on Judge during the postseason? Because we saw what he did there, and it wasn't nothing like the regular season. That is correct. <laughs> did, I, did she get some of those? See, I don't know if she got Aaron Judge at bat specifically balls. Okay. But, but. But so, yeah, Rawlings would, in air quotes, play ball with baseball. So they were like. So we're like, we'll just buy we'll you. We'll buy you. You're, you're us now. We don't need we're your permission. You. Yeah. When we own you. Hey, that's gangster. That is gangster. And now they're caught up in a conspiracy theory that your boy Van just justified on the airwaves. (laughs) Yeah, you did. It all adds up. This all adds up. Double O six and a half over here. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Solid six, baby. So now let's really think about the repercussions of this. I was going to say because what's the fallout? from this Aaron Judge while he is one of the best sluggers if not the best slugger in all of baseball all the neutral park statistical metrics prove that is he a 62 home run guy or was the MLB helping him get more attention to baseball and potentially break and set a new record because you know who's paying for that year right now the New York Yankees, the, Yankees. the very same team that MLB helped give them juiced balls. Now, well, if that's the case, the Yankees got to swallow this. Yeah. This is what they signed up for. Sure. Whether they were complicit right. in this conspiracy, 
Whether Aaron Judge had any knowledge of it, I doubt it because he's like the nicest guy ever. Yeah, those are guys are shifty, though. You got to watch those guys. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> so Yankees, not only were you doing the same thing the Astros were doing during the cheating scandal, uh, you were helped no. by Major League Baseball this year by getting juiced baseballs. Stamp it, sign it, oh, put it in the file under C for conspiracy. So... <laughs> This is all full circle now. See? You are the worst source of information for this story because you are the biggest Astro fan in the world. And no one's going to believe me, but it's all true. (laughs) Hey, So anybody out there listening, disregard everything he just said because that is fandom. No, do not disregard anything. (laughs) I am bringing straight facts, and me – Here's the problem. There's the hole in it, though. If the Yankees were using those balls, they had to have used them in the postseason, and we saw what happened there. Well, here's the thing with those balls. They fly further, but they got to touch the bat first. Me and Dr. Meredith Willis, whether she's an Astros fan or not, just expose Major League Baseball and those cheating Yankees. What's going to happen welcome, to you and Dr. Meredith is the MLB is going to come buy you guys out. <laughs> Just promise? like they did Rawlings. You but promise? they're only going to give what you're worth. So, Oh, that's not much. <laughs> they're going to get me on the cheap, Robert. <laughs> they're like, we have Dr. Meredith and we got Van. Hey, in in the opening <laughs> in the opening segment, Robert, you remember I told you this is my uh, the the purple. It's going to be a purple shirt night. Yeah, look who just slip slided. I see into the text. I see one co-host of Two Men On, look, Fred Slow. Look at the fandom in both of y'all. I know, right? Albert hit zero juice baseballs in his career. That is from Fred Slow. You knew he had to get something. Oh, a hundred percent. Uh, also, he quantified the purple shirt story. Yeah. His van had his date night shirt on. Watch out. Uh-oh. All but- right, we're run over. We got to hit a break. When we get back, I'm coming out of the closet, a thing that R. Kelly cannot do anymore. <laughs> what? And now I'm in a closet. <laughs> More sports and sports adjacent yeah. content. When we get back, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Quitting time in the Duke City. You're listening to completely objective journalist. (laughs) No conspiracy theories at all whatsoever. All facts. Van Nunley. On the other side of the glass. Funniest man in Southwest? Country? World? I'm not going to stop you. All of them? Universe? There we go. With Tesla Speedster flying through space? <laughs> Robert Buck D. Gibson. It's a Fredless Friday. Fred's still on vacation. We anticipate him being back Monday unless he's his, like just started a new life without us this past week, which is very likely. I think he misses us. He's in the, he's in the chat. Yeah, he couldn't stay away. Yeah. He, he got... Almost through a whole week, but mm-hmm. here he is, slip sliding into our DMs, aka text thread on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Having a lot of fun with the day, one hour in the books. Uh, so, 
Uh, something happened today, Robert. By the way, you're listening to Two Men On. We're live in the John Lopez Real Estate Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do our lunches at the 66 Diner. Monday, that's for the boys. Monday Night Football at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. For another show, J.D. mentioned a Manhattan earlier. Now I think I want a Manhattan when I get out of here. It's in your brain now, huh? Yep. So a world-shaking incident happened today, Robert, and I'm pretty sure you're hip to this jive. But somehow, miraculously, (laughs) from jail, R. Kelly drops a new album? What? You heard it correct. The what? Do you know what the album is called? Now, this is beautiful. This is hilarious. Hit us. I admit it. Okay. That's the, what the album is called. It's thir- okay. It has 13 tracks on it. So I was driving back from beautiful Inn of the Mountain Gods Casino. Ooh, how'd that go? That, w- that was great. I love performing there. That place is beautiful. It was, it was very nice. So I'm driving back, <clears throat> and I'm just looking to, you know, through my streaming service, who do, what do I want to listen to? And I go to the new music section, and the first thing I see is like a, a picture of R. Kelly. I was like, is this new? And it says, I admit it. Then I look through the track listing of the 13 songs. The first song I go to is called I Found Love. Oh, did you now? <laughs> Woo, baby, what's his name? There's only one place you can find love if you're in a correctional facility. Yes, and there's a lot of <laughs> nicknames for it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a joke, man. I was like, who did this? But it's not. It's real. It only lasted a couple of hours, though. It was yanked offline in shame, right? They took it all off. All of anywhere you listen to music or stream music, they yanked it. So, what what platform did you listen to it on? I was on Spotify. You're on Spotify, right? At the official checkmark, R. Kelly Spotify. Yes. Now his lawyers and his record label are trying to say it was a unauthorized release of music. He said the music was stolen. Nah, How else are they going to get it nah, on every platform exactly. in the it, world? Exactly, and it was under his profile. The official, you know, like you said, it's checkmark, it's, it's, it all worked out. That's them backstepping, that's all that is. Backstepping in the name of love. So that's, <laughs> hey. <laughs> but the, the money song titles keep going. <laughs> yeah. Beyond I Found Love, there is uh, Last Man Standing. (laughs) I doubt it. Stop, bro. I doubt it. Stop it. Where's love when you need it? And I think the answer, that's just the shower. Yeah. It's just the shower. Or whatever, cell block. (laughs) Cell block 6C and or the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they just keep getting better. Freaky sensation. How yeah. long? Do you, how long do you think he was locked up before he got a freaky sensation? What? It never stopped for him. Day one. It never stopped for him. If 
Those documentaries were true. That guy is on one, two, three, and four. Goes on, the next song would be called Air, which <laughs> a lot of Bro, that. Oh, come on, man. A lot of that is blowing south <laughs> in that orange jumpsuit. Uh,. An upbeat dance song called "I Got It." He, hey, the song, the the album's called "I Admit It," <laughs> and he got it. Well, what, that can be a couple of things. It, oh yeah, that can be a lot of things. I admit it. I've loved dudes this whole time. This is an entire SNL skit. They need to. What they need to do on SNL is parody this album throughout the night. Just keep going back, back to it. Because these the, the titles are too good. The track list goes on. And this is one that he's definitely going to always be yearning for. The next track is called Good Old Days. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me he didn't make that in the bunk. That's one of the new tracks. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The speculation is probably most of this stuff is he made before. But the, some of these are just, nah. they're too poignant. They're yeah. too on the nose. Yeah. So apparently, and I didn't know this until right now, just in this moment, the I Admit It song was from 2018, and he was trying to use it as evidence in his trial. Yeah, can you can you imagine being a juror and he's like, no, wait, wait, wait. Before you guys go, <laughs> let me give you this bit of information that will probably exonerate me. And presses play, and this is the song. <laughs> a 19-minute, three-part song telling about the trials and tribulations of his accusations called I, I Admit It. I can hear a juror right now just get up and yell, you going to jail now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see how the record labels can be like, this wasn't us, we didn't do anything. Record labels can say anything. They, they, have, they haven't had anything to do with them since. But, the trial. but they dropped him already. How can they say this wasn't us? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold up, though. Hold up, Van. Think about it. Yeah, they dropped him. But when you sign a contract, you may be obligated to make a certain amount of of records. Yeah. I think they're behind this, too, because they know there's people like me who just see R. Kelly and they're going to click on it. Yes, of course. Gonna, if that thing would have stayed up over the weekend, unfortunately, it probably would have been the number one album. A hundred percent it would have. Yes, because everyone that I know, hate them or love them or indifferent, listen to it. It, it would have slowly crept past World Cup, <laughs> World Cup. Uh, R. Kelly's going to make a remix to that. Krishia! This is this is insane. This is crazy. Like I thought this was gonna be like, oh, the the next episode of South Park. Mm -hmm. This is what they're gonna fake an R. Kelly album being dropped. No, it's real. This is real life. This happened today. Uh, we're gonna hit on a little bit of Baker Mayfield redemption song last oh, night. Oh yes, I cannot wait that to is talk so about this. Juicy. Raider Nation, get ready. Shout out to them Raiders out there. <laughs> oh, God, all the lulls, L-U-L-Z, baby. 
Uh, Raiders Nation, you know the phone number already, 505-246-0610. You can vent. Use this as an opportunity to vent. To I mean, whether it's anger or sadness, whatever stage of grief you're going through. Just remember, I'm on the other side. That is correct. I will soak all this in. Just don't cuss on air. <laughs> please Say don't. anything you want. Yeah, don't please don't. Please don't. Baker and the Raiders, when we get back, two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. O-L. Yeah. O-L. Oh, yeah. O-L, 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 Baker Mayfield, on his third day being a Los Angeles Ram, ended the Las Vegas Raiders season. And the Vegas Raiders lost another second-half double-digit lead this year. Not just the second half. It was like three minutes to go. <laughs> yes. No. There was un okay. The Raiders were up sixteen to three. That's with- when I started watching the game. I oh, got I literally got off stage, <laughs> went into the bar, ate something, looked because I was like, I'm just gonna go back to my room because I got a lot going on this weekend. <laughs> Said it's sixteen to three. I was like, damn, the Raiders about to win. By the time I walked to my room, it was 16 to 10, and Baker was cooking. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes left. Raiders are up 16-3. You just got to just play defense for 12 minutes. Bro. No. And Baker gets the ball. Not even just. With under two minutes. And the guy. With who's, no timeouts. He, no timeouts. Who's been holding the playbook for two days? He's been on. <laughs> he's been on the Rams about as long as Brittany Griner's been free. Yes, <laughs> that's the exact same amount. Exact of Exact same amount. <laughs> he went ninety-eight yards. What's what's the what's the receiver? Uh, not the one who tu- who caught the touchdown. Squ- I can't say his name. Oh, Skoranek? Skoranek was yeah. out there looking like Cooper Cup. Sure. And then Van Jefferson. My man. Was out there looking like Justin Jefferson. Yep. And next thing you know, that game was over. It's It's not just embarrassing for Raiders Nation. And it's not just a nice little highlight for Baker Mayfield. This is historic. What he did is historic. It's the first time in 45 years yeah. someone's had a 98-yard game-winning drive under two minutes. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. I love every second of this thing. I thought the Raiders... Finally had win right by the way, winners of three straight games, the Raiders. I thought they're on their way to a historic comeback. The Rams are in town. No Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Aaron Donald. 
It should be a give-me game for the Raiders. <clears throat> and you could only muster up 16 points? Hey, Robert. Yeah. What's Baker Mayfield's new number? <laughs> it's 17. 17. 17, 16. Raider Nation. Who do you got on the line, Robert? We got Orlando. Welcome to the program, Orlando. What's the haps, my dude? How's it going, man? It's been a while. I used to call you guys when you did the Saturday program and we talked crap and the Arby's thing. Anyway. Yeah, for sure, um, man. Welcome back. OG. Yeah. Different schedules. I haven't been able to call, but I, I do listen to you guys periodically. Jeez. Anyway, um, what a game last night. Pretty boring first half. Sat there. I was four or five Bud Lights in. Second half, I'm like still even through the third quarter. And talk about deja vu. Oof. It was the game for the Monday night game, it was 16-3, to right? and blah, blah, you know that story. And then last night, like Al Michael said, incredible or impossible, and I really thought Baker Miffle was going to take a big crap. I mean, two days, 48 hours to right. get ready, don't know the playbook. He looked pretty shaky at times. What do you think? Well, yeah, he looked like a guy who's never played on the team before and only had the playbook for two days. He was playing like that until the last 10 minutes when apparently he just turned into John Elway. No, don't downgrade him like that. Ouch. You guys alluded to it. He did get help from the receivers. Those catches those guys made were the second to the last catch that uh, Skoranek or whatever the hell his name was. Cooper Cup Jr. Two defenders. Yes. And he literally took it away from the second one. I was like, damn. And then I'll give him credit on the touchdown pass. It was a dart. The defense was yeah. there, though. Yeah. But they got it. It's like incredible. I could not. I set myself up for disappointment because I'm like another stupid Thursday night on Amazon Prime where the <laughs> picture sh- is shitty and, you know, but hey, it's been a surprising season, don't you think? Yeah, crazy season. Thanks for the call, Freddie. Uh, appreciate you being an OG friend of the show. Um, that I mean, that's not only <laughs> was was it like a, an epic comeback by Baker Mayfield being up against the wall, not having anything to do, never playing with these guys, only ha- holding the playbook for two days. Like with all that being said, the Raiders did Raiders things again. Stupid penalties on the last drive of the game, extending the drive for the Rams. Could the game could have been over. Let's put it where it should be. I put this game on two people. Number one, David Carr. Mm. Is that, no, not David. Is it David or Derek? I get them mixed up. D Carr. I, they probably wish they had David. D period Carr. Derek, 11 completions out of 20 attempts. Kirk Cousins with eyeliner. 137 yards and two interceptions. If you don't get up out of here with that, how do you not outplay someone who just got on the team? It's sad. It is sad. Number two, well, actually, this one should be number one, is coach. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Coach Mack, you know all they have to do is score a touchdown. Why are you playing one-on-one? On anybody. Insane. And he was a rookie that was playing one-on-one. Insane. I just don't get it. Everything was dumb. 
I was watching that last drive, and I was like, there's no way. But I'll watch it. I'll watch until he throws a pick, he fumbles the ball, or fourth down doesn't work. Well, I mean, good thing for Devontae Adams. He doesn't have to play with Derek Carr anymore because next year Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders. Devontae Adams only had three receptions. Sad. Come on now. I sat here last week and said the Raiders would make the playoffs more than likely because they have a soft schedule the rest of the way. That's out the question. Because I saw I had them beating the Rams with no problem. Man, Cam Akers out there looking like something. Like a, like a, comp, <laughs> like a, a competent running back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's bad. This game That's just so put three years on Baker Mayfield's career. It's, it, it extended it. Somebody will give him a shot. They have to now. He's out there headbutting people without a helmet. Yeah. He's, He's, that whole sideline blew up. That's, that's the stuff right there that you know who hasn't done that at all on his new team, Russell Wilson. Boom. You did it one day. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Three days into being a Ram, he's already better than Russell Wilson. I was out there wondering. I was like, what hand signals are, is he doing? What are those hand signals? You you don't know the playbook. He's out there pointing and four and I'm like, stop it. Just get out there and throw it. And that's what he did. You remember that chick that got busted doing fake sign language? Oh, yeah. At like meetings and concerts and stuff? That's Baker Mayfield last night calling audibles that he don't know. (laughs) He's just like (laughs) Omaha. It's like we don't have that in the playbook, but just do it. (laughs) It worked for him. It worked for the Manning. Robert, I know uh, you were in Rio Doso yesterday, but right. uh, some big news happened yesterday, and I want to get your take on it. Let's get it. So uh, we're going to talk a little Brittany Griner when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Friday. Happy for you, Duke City. If you're working for the weekend, congratulations. If you're just getting in your car, welcome. If you've been listening the whole time, congratulations. Great show so far. If you're listening to us sometime in the future, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, something that I don't know we're on Mm because I don't know all the things that we're on, but it's almost everywhere, welcome. We are in the past now. You are in the future, but it's going to be just as good a content no matter what. I guarantee it. So you were up in Rio Doso yesterday, Robert, and breaking news, Brittany Griner being released, flew back. She's back home in the States today, and it's a hot-button topic. Everyone's got their own takes on it. And, you know, we had Vern Kay sitting in for you yesterday. He did a fantastic job. But I would like to hear your thoughts on it because I know you've had a day to let it soak in. What what immediately popped into your head when you found out the trade for the Merchant of Death finally went through and Brittany Griner's coming home? I was happy. Boom. Which should be your first response. I was, I was excited, elated, all of those good things. Period. There was no but. There was no anything besides that from me. 
Um, but I was I had my had my uh, I was watching social media. Kind of disappointed in a lot of people though. I, and you know, and I know how it works. Sure, everyone doesn't have to agree with you. Sure, but I also like to hear other sides of arguments or disagreements because that's another way to learn. But it's what I'm learning. <laughs> that's that's the point to me, though. Yeah. So I have a unique perspective on this because I myself am a United States Marine. Boom. So when I say that, a lot of people think. I would think about this one way, and I don't. Because my first thing was happiness. That's it. Brittany Griner's coming home because that's been the sentiment since day one. Okay? So then comes into the fold. Now everyone knows who former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan is. Right. Okay. You reached out. You found out this name. I'm not going to discredit everyone. Some people might have known who he is. Well, if we're going to get anybody out, that's who it should have been for. And it, don't, look, it don't work like that. And let's let's preface that take by saying he's not in look, Russia because he's a Marine. Thank you. He is an alleged international spy. I mean, alleged and and I that's have, why they wouldn't deal him. I have two words for anyone who doesn't or who who wants to throw around this United States Marine talk: dishonorable discharge. Okay. And I'm not talking about an STD. Okay. <laughs> Look it up if you don't know what it is. Do your research. All right. It first, this story's not even about him. And you know what I loved about it that a lot of people conveniently left out. Whelan's own brother and family said, quote, this was the right thing to do because he's not getting out anytime soon. You know what they did? They said that is a fellow American and we're happy that she's home. That should have deaded all this other talk and all this other stuff that people are trying to spin into this story. Oh, correct. And every big story like this, news outlets, political organizations, uh, overpassionate extremists Wrong. on both sides. Wrong. On both sides, it's they're uh, going to use it to spin it in whatever way they want. That's, that's, so it's just for their own agenda. I saw so much ugliness, man. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm a comedian, so I'll I'll make the jokes. I'll make the jokes. Sure, but I can separate the jokes from the real. Yeah, there were some hateful things about her sexuality. Yes, what her preference was. Yes. Her voice, yes. What she looks like, yes. and I'm like, yeah, let it out. Hate, hate, hate. Let all that hate out. Yeah. Because it's so funny when you go on social media. We we we're tapped in not just sports news. It's all news. Correct. Local, national, world, all this other stuff. You always see people saying free such and such, free, <laughs> free little pistol starter, <laughs> free free little dude dirty. That's my cousin. He didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah. Stop. Like, I don't know, man. It, to me, it showed the character of a lot of people, good or bad. And, and stories like this, I mean, that's that's the cannon fodder right, for it. Right. I mean, it gets, people are so passionate and so polarized these days. Any story that remotely resembles a point that you want to make, immediately jump on it. Right. 
I bet I bet she stands at the national anthem now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. So I saw them, you know, basically doing the tail of the tape between her and uh, former U.S. Marine uh, Wheeling, right? Yeah. And they were like, "He loves America. She hates America." And I saw, and I had people comment that on mine. Look here, man. Here, here, here's the crazy thing that y'all don't even remember. Or probably didn't even know. America was created off of a protest. Correct. The, the most patriotic thing you can do is protest. And she was not protesting the United States. Sure. She was protesting police brutality Correct. in the United States. Just like Cap. But we all know where that people will get in these pockets and corners. Yeah. And you being a Marine... And Paul Whelan being a Marine. Right. Um, what are you fighting for? I mean, you're that, you, the, you make an oath. You fight for the right of people who want to protest. Correct. You have that right. That is the most American thing you can do. You, you swear an oath to defend the Constitution. It's, it's so funny because <laughs> it's, it's so funny because Fred just commented in the, um, in the chat, Brittany is an Olympian. Look at all the patriotism you have behind Olympics when sure. it comes to America. Sure. But conveniently, we want to skip that over when it comes to this. It is so hypocritical. I saw so much stuff. It's people are selectively choosing who's American and who's not. This is, this is just Joe Biden's LGBTQ agenda trying to turn everyone gay. They, <laughs> he only saved the gay one. He didn't get the white Marine. And they forget about, in a negotiation, it's two entities. Wait, hold on. My bad. Is Paul Whelan white? I actually don't know his ethnicity. Yes, I just, he I just is. assumed. He, he is. By how passionate some people are. He, 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 trust me. I just assumed. If that my was, bad. If that was me, <laughs> leave the comedian over there. <laughs> but no, like, all jokes aside, like, this is... Oh man, this is this is ugly. This is the this is the ugly underbelly of our nation that I cannot stand. Sure. And I know there's people listening that disagree. And I I'm 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 not saying I don't dislike you or everyone has a right to what they think or what they believe. Wait, hold on. Kind to. of like free speech? Yeah, you get the right. You get the right to think and say what you want, huh? Wow, we're talking I about America. Who, I wonder who protects those liberties. Yes, maybe Marines, exactly, or, or anyone else. <laughs> Any voting citizen yeah. who participates in a democracy, right? It's 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 just ugly, man. It's everyone. It's like selective patriotism. Sure, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this is a two country thing. We. It wasn't like Biden could just be like, this is what we're doing, and we're doing it. No. Russia's like, uh-uh. Give us that guy. Or and, and, and let's be real. I'm not trying to be KKOB or nothing. Right. The Merchant of Death has been in prison how long? He's been in prison so long, the movie that they made about his life was aired in 2004. Bro, how many presidents ago was so this? so long. Bro? Like, so no, long. nobody said anything about. <sighs> Whelan's been over there for how long? A couple of presidents, right? Mm-hmm. There doing was no. Four, doing 14 years. There over. was no pressure on anyone else to go get him. 
But now all of a sudden you are pulling his name out of a bag just because you heard it. Oh, and he's a Marine too? Yeah. He, y'all, he got kicked out. You know how you know how dishonorable that is. You got kicked out. It ain't this this dude ain't the guy. He wasn't Captain America, like you know sure. Like, and yeah. I'm not trying to discredit him at of all. Course, of course, but if we're gonna of tell course. the story, we got to tell the real story. That's it's crazy. And then and then why just this one guy? Why just Paul Whelan, the air quotes Marine? There's other people there. Mark Fogel. A 61-year-old teacher got caught with the same stuff that Brittany Griner did, and he's locked up for 14 years. Where's all the outrage about they didn't bring him back? And I I just don't – there's so many things that are spinning off from this. It has nothing to do with the story. Correct. Or what actually needed to happen and what did happen. In the story, we got an American out of Russia that was, and we all know, locked up. For a political reason. She was not locked up because she broke a law, blah, blah, blah. That was a political statement. Sure. And we got her home safe, period. End of discussion. That's that's what every Rocky movie's been about, I thought. Sure. <laughs> I thought we liked that stuff. And, and you, I thought Rambo was doing this type of stuff for us. <laughs> for you real. Can't, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. A logical human being. Yeah. Like, Biden isn't doing anything for them. Look, she's just over there rotting away. See what look what Biden did. He did. He didn't get her out. He don't care. Gets her out. Well, what about the other guys? Yeah, he don't love America. It's ugly. This is it's ugly. It's ugly. But I but but stuff like this has to happen to show you what is being dealt with and what is the real America. This is the real America. When stuff like this happens, oh, it pulls back the cover. You can see it all. Let's just be happy and honor her presence and be glad that our country went and got one of our citizens back. And guess what? Maybe this is momentum. Maybe there'll be more public outrage and we go around the world and get some more back. I'm going to be real with you, and and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. When a lot of people think of American, they don't think of a lesbian black woman. Period. We're seeing it right now. That's what it is. That's sure. the, that is the truth. And this is all of the feelings when well, the whole time she was locked up, uh, we're seeing that a lot of people didn't even care or they were like, well, she did wrong. Let her rot. That's what we're seeing. Hey, Robert, when America was great, lesbian black basketball players couldn't smoke weed. <laughs> We're going to talk about the best and worst all-time franchises. We're moving oh, off the man. adjacent and back on to the sports. Let's get to it. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, the boys are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA. And we do lunch at 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys. Howie's Monday Night Football. Come rage at the page with us and the Monday Night Maniacs. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. I dropped a little hinty boy before we went to the commercial that we're going to talk the best all-time win percentages 
for franchises. And this story kind of just like fell into my lap and uh, literally fell into my lap because I was holding my phone in my lap. But uh, some, some sweet gentleman at the Washington Post took every North American sport and ranked them by winning percentage. You got this pulled up with me? Yep, I got it. Sweet. Um, it skewed a little bit. For the teams that have been around a long time, yeah. I think it's pretty indicative yeah. of the success overall, all time. Right. But there's a few surprises of some teams that haven't been around very long mm-hmm. who have had success since they started. And what I'm looking at, the thing that jumped out to me is where they're located. Um, there are some cities that spoiled. Oh, yes. And there's some downtrodden cities yes. as well. <laughs> Yeah, and it is and it is not all equal across the board either. No. No, you could like, when you see this list, and there's a few surprises. We'll go, in, we'll go into a few surprises. We got a few hot takes here and there. But the top is kind of different. It's a, uh, there's some surprises in there, but the bottom it's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. It is exactly what you would expect. Do you want to start with the top or the bottom? No, you know, I like to start at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> what do you think, Albuquerque? What do you think? Okay, actually, my answer would be the second, the second one. The second but one. The biggest loser franchise in North American sports in all sports all of the sports all the North American sports and even if you don't consider it one out there friend of the show loyal listener uh soccer's a sport so the worst North American franchise is FC Cincinnati by a long shot by a long (laughs) shot they are awful horrible you know how awful they are Robert how bad are they? I don't know their name. Me neither. <laughs> what is This is the first time I've ever seen what that is team. It? What is it? Who are you? Why are you this bad? And then I would have had these last two reversed. Not me. Not me. Not counting soccer. The two worst teams in the history of North American sports. And I would have had them. They're 1-2. I would have had them 2-1. Okay. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the two worst teams by winning percentage in North American sports history. And I think I would have got them. I would have gotten one, but the other team I would have said is actually two positions above those two. Okay, who who would you guess being the worst all time? I, I was going to say the Los Angeles Clippers. That's a good guess. And then I was going to say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those would have been my two guesses. Okay. Both really good guesses. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was the Bucks for sure. Because except for that quick little Tony Dungy in the early oh, 2000s. right. And except for right now. When they were creamsicle. They and sucked. Oh, they were horrible. They have sucked their whole history. Yes, you're right. And except for the little stint with Kevin Durant, the Minnesota Timberwolves have sucked their whole history. Kev- Kevin uh, uh, Garnett. Garnett, KG. What did I say? Durant. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday, baby. 
Uh, let, hey, I tell you, what, let's go to break and let's continue this conversation. Yeah, because this is this is very interesting. I didn't, I, I wouldn't have thought a couple of these teams were where they're at. Look, being a sports dork for over two decades now, yeah, probably since I, I had a chance to know what I liked in this world, I have never considered looking at a list like this, and it is so fascinating. Right. All right, more best and worst franchises when we get back. Two men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten the sports animal. Welcome back pro- to the program. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Two hours in the books, one more to go. You got us all the way till 7 tonight. Uh, no isotopes, no Lobos, no Monday Night Football, no Thursday Night Football, uh, no NCAA basketball, no March Madness. Uh, you get us a full show today. Hit them all. So congratulations, you get a full three hours of the boys. Van Nunley on the mic, on the other side of the glass, on the ones and twos, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Do you still, are you still like, you still got that, uh, that energy, that adrenaline still flowing from last night in Rio Doso? Yeah, because, you know, I have to have it for tonight and also tomorrow night. So I'm on that, I'm on that high. Ooh, I, I knew you had tomorrow. What's, yeah. Where are you at tonight? Well, tonight I'm doing my hosting thing. Ooh. I'll be at a uh, cake nightclub for, uh. Three Six Mafia's on uh, DJ Paul. Ooh, that sounds fun. Right. All right, we're talking about the most losing franchises of all time. You mentioned your best guess would have been the Clippers. Clippers and then Minnesota Timberwolves. I would have had Timberwolves right above the Clippers. But I thought it would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is by winning percentage. Percentage, Yeah, right. you can't go by total losses because it'd be all baseball teams. Right. Play so many more games. Uh, any surprises at the bottom? At the bottom? Yeah. Um, I'm looking here. I've I've skimmed through here. Yeah. My biggest surprise is how high the Detroit Lions are. <laughs> I would have thought they were a little, low. even though they're in the lower half of everything. Right. I would have thought they were closer down to where the um, Timberwolves and the Clippers and um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, and there's uh, there's some themes emerging too. Like if you live in Baltimore, Philly, or our nation's capital, yeah, you got a lot <laughs> of losing. Oh man, I'm sorry for you. That is easily the most losing area of this country. I'm looking through this the the loser portion of this. I am not surprised at all by any of these teams. The, well, okay, I'll put it to you this way. The one surprise is actually my team, the Los Angeles Chargers. I would have thought they were lower than what they are. I agree. I was I was going to wait to poke you on that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought they would have been lower, and they're just – they're the closest to 500 <laughs> than any other team who yep. is below 500. Yep. That might not make sense the way I said it out loud, but the Chargers are closer to getting to 500 than any other team under 500. They are like a smidgen below 500. Washington, Philly, and Baltimore, there is nothing but pure pain <laughs> in this area. I know the Phillies got you a title. A decade ago, 
I, I know the Eagles just recently got you a title, but historically, Washington Commanders under 500. Philadelphia Eagles under 500. DC United under 500. Washington Nationals under 500. Yep. Baltimore Orioles, Philadelphia Phillies, Washington Wizards, Washington Mystics. This little wow. tiny this tiny little pocket Bunch of the of country. Losers. All of your teams, all of your teams are under 500. I got to say this. If you're a Golden State Warrior fan, of old, I commend y'all. Y'all deserve all the success you've had. Right. If you're a new Warriors fan, you need to get up out of here. Because this team's been that, – well, this team. That franchise has been horrible for a long, long time. time. So long. They're in there too. You know the, the winningest franchise in baseball history? And this one surprised me. Not by percentage, by wins total. And I would say, I would have just said the Yankees. I would, uh, that, that would have been my immediate answer. They've been around since the beginning of baseball. They've been good since the beginning of baseball. I thought it was a no-brainer. Okay. Your rival, the San Francisco Giants, have more total wins than the Yankees. That's crazy to Isn't me. Isn't that bonkers? That's crazy to me. They must have been around just the shortest amount longer than the Yankees. Yeah. Because while the Giants have been good on and off for a long time, I didn't think anybody would be anywhere close to the Yankees, more or less have more total wins. You want to go ahead and give them the all-time winning percentage for a franchise who it is? Yeah, hit me with it. Los Angeles FC. That surprised me. Me too. Who would you have said? And again, I would have guessed um, – the team who is one, two, three, four, five, sixth, your Los Angeles Lakers. That's what I would have said. Your Lakers would have been my guess. But the first, the first few, until we get to Canadians, Lakers, Spurs, it's a little fluky. Yeah, because, because the league yeah. hasn't been around long enough or the team hasn't been around long enough. Right. By winning percentage. The most successful teams in North American sports are the Los Angeles FC, the Vegas Golden Knights, Nashville SC, Seattle Sounders FC. Right. Okay, you wipe those four away, and then we get to uh, some pretty historic franchises. Yes. I would not have guessed this one, but if you wipe the Vegas Golden Knights and soccer off this board. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens are the most winning franchise in the history of North American sports. I would not have guessed that. No, I would have said the Lakers, but they're two behind the Canadiens. Spurs after the Lakers. Um, then you have the Los Angeles Sparks, WNBA. Then the Boston Celtics. I would have had the Celtics pretty high as well. Correct. Yeah, Celtics have been good forever. Now let's let's look at football though. But I think the the people know the history of NFL though. Right. If you ask someone, because I, I think a lot of people have seen these, you know, the, the rankings for winningest football teams. But I don't think they break them down by winning percentage. They'll do it by total number of wins. Yeah. Wins and rings, but not winning percentage. It's gonna make people happy. Okay. 
It's going to make a lot of people happy with this one. Crack a Bud Light, Albuquerque. You're going to like the first answer. Your Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> All-time winning, wing, winningest NFL football franchise. <laughs> Shout out to a uh, friend in the show, Craig. He's very specific of what he wants to hear. Uh-huh. Patriots over the past 20 years. <laughs> I wish that if if this was interactive, yeah. And I was able to do the past 20 years, my first answer would be the Patriots. Oh yeah. But I but I will say this. I'm looking here at the all-time winning percentages for franchises and let me see. The Patriots are actually pretty high. In the oh yeah they're, yeah they're in saying. they're in the top twenty they're in the top twenty and that goes to the success of Belichick and Brady that's all Belichick and Brady because it was a horrible franchise for so long yeah they went to the Super Bowl and got beat down by the Bears in '85 but I don't remember anything about the Patriots before that uh, there's one big surprise up here at the top. Who do you, what's the surprise for you? Okay. The Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings are the one, two, three, four, five. They're the sixth. No, wait. They're the seventh most successful franchise by winning percentage. That doesn't surprise me. I thought the Vikings would be right dead in the middle. That doesn't surprise me because they have a rich history. They, you know, what do they go to? Three Super Bowls in a row? Then they've had some pretty good teams. They haven't won it. They haven't won the big thing, right. but usually they have winning percentages uh, th- that are pretty high. What I also noticed is Los Angeles is either a winning city or a horrible city. Correct, depending on your team. Yeah, they have. There's ten franchises of LA. Six are in the upper echelon. And then you have four at the bottom with the Chargers being right in the middle. Yeah. But that East Coast, man, when you went down that, the, the, okay. the, the Philly-Washington area, man. Friend of the show, Craig, if we take out soccer, one, two, three, four, Celtics are the fifth winningest franchise. All time. Yep. And they are behind the Lakers, Spurs, the Lakers and the Spurs are the only two um, in, when it comes to ba- basketball. In the NBA, yeah. yeah. This is good. The Ravens are higher than I would have thought? Well, not really because S- if we just take it from when they started as the Ravens. Right. Correct. Yeah, if you factor in their whole history, they're probably around the middle. Yeah. But if they're just since the Ravens, they're ahead of the Patriots. Yeah, I think this is wildly interesting. The Cubs is what surprises me. Because I always equated the Cubs of being not good. Well, that's the thing in baseball. You can be two games over 500, which you're just going to barely miss the playoffs. Right. Just barely over 500. But if you're barely over 500 for 100 years... It's gonna. The statistics are gonna be in your, your favor. Fa- I got it. I got it. Yeah. Phoenix Suns are pretty high. 
Yeah, this is a this is an interesting list here. Chicago Bears, super high. That that's the history of the Bears, though. We know they have a lot. They have a lot of wins between the Bears and the the Green Bay Packers. They've just been around for a long time, and when they were early early on, they were so dominant. They got a big old lead. You think you could do – here, let's do this real quick before we go to break. Okay. You think you know the top five in each sport? No. <laughs> uh, I can do – I think I can do the ones in the sports that I'm right. highly interested in. Let's, let's see if you can get top five in baseball real quick. Baseball? Okay, okay I'm going to go – and we've talked about three oh, the of them Giants, this segment. Giants, <laughs> boom, Dodgers, boom, Yankees, boom, Cubs. Nope. Oh gosh. Oh, oh, we're just going off of this. Yeah, just off winning percentage. Oh, not not all time wins. Oh, see that messes me up then. Because yeah. I'm going both for the, classic franchises. Yeah, I'm going for the history. Uh, I have no idea after that. All right, Fred Squad and Craig Squad. Oh, there we go. Cardinals okay. and Red Cardinals Sox. Cardinals and the Red Sox. Round out top five. Yeah. Okay. We already talked about three of them. Uh, can you do top five NBA? NBA, Lakers. Check. Celtics, Spurs. Check. Check. Oh, gosh. This is when it gets hard because yep. this is this is not all time. This is just winning percentage. Yeah, this is just winning percentage. Oh, I'm going to say, oh, gosh. Utah Jazz. Oh, check. There's four. I got to say Utah just because. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good guess. And the last one, I'm going to say. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got to be somebody new. That's, uh, Miami Heat. I don't know. Oh, that's a good guess. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, I, oh yes. I would have guessed Bulls in the top five. I would have been wrong. Got you. Okay, NFL. Okay. Oh. We NFL. talked about we we mentioned two of them. Oh gosh, Patriots. Nope. No. Okay. Um. Let me let me start old school. Uh. Minnesota Vikings. Uh. No. Actually. No. Dang. One more. Bears. Bears. Packers. Check. Check. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. They're sixth. Dallas is sixth? Yeah. Mm. The rest of them are classic teams, too. Oh, God. You got Packers, Bears. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm tapping out. What okay. you got? Uh, Niners, Steelers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, don't, I would not have got the fifth one. The fifth one is the Giants. The Giants are slightly ahead of the Cowboys all time. That's crazy. Yeah. A lot of surprises out here. See a that, bunch of no-brainers. See, it, it, it messes you up when they do the whole uh, winning percentage. Right. I think what's more known is the amount of wins. But when you throw that percentage in there, it messes you up. There needs to be, like, a modern, like, weighted on-based average in a neutral <laughs> site are for you, all these. Are you trying to war this up, man? I'm ex-woba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ex-WOBA plussing this. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's expected weighted on-base average I, I, I knew adjusted was... for neutral park sites. They should do this with all franchises. Be like all-time wins, all-time winning percentage, 
uh, rings, fan yeah. attendance, put all that together. Yeah. I bet it would legit be Yankees versus Cowboys. Yeah. Maybe or, Lakers. Or the Lakers. Lakers yeah, will be Lakers. in there. It'll be the Lake. Lakers well, top three. Yeah. All right, when we get back, it's all NFL all the way out as we're going to do our weekend pick em. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, all right, Craig, you're doing it wrong. need you to guess the top ah. five mm. NHL teams by winning percentage. I'll tell you if you're right. Speaking of right, I didn't get a lot of games right last week. <laughs> yeah, you were we were we were on the opposite ends of things, but it seems like you picked a disproportionate amount of losers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I, is, last week was not my best work, but let me tell you, this week I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to hit that parlay and we're going to be hood rich for okay. a couple weeks. That sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, you already saw what happened in Los Angeles. So Vikings go to Detroit. Vikings are hobbling. Got a bunch of injuries. And uh, I don't think they're as good as their record suggests. And I don't think the Detroit Lions are as bad as their record suggests. I have, and I think I only got two upsets this week. Choosing a lot of favorites this week which is the smart move because of how bad I did last week. But I got Detroit at home over Minnesota. Who do you got? Um, I actually do too, Ooh. and that's not anything special because I don't know if you've seen, they are the favorite. Oh, they shouldn't be. They are the favorite. They should not be. That's, a, that's Vegas tricking you. That's some trickery right there. And I would have picked them regardless. Okay. You a, you a golf believer or is this like a whole team thing? I just like the way they play, especially at home. They do always play better at home. They do. And Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, he's that dude. All right, Lamar Jackson will not be playing with the Ravens. Can Huntley get it done in Pittsburgh, Robert? Oh, man. In Pittsburgh. Correct. I have Pittsburgh winning this game by less than a field goal. Uh, I do as well. I got both teams keeping it close, trying to pound it down each other's throat, giggity. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers just edging out, giggity, uh, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens at the very – none of this is on purpose, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> none of that's on purpose. But, yeah, I do have uh, the Steelers winning a close one at home. Okay. No Lamar Jackson. I think, you know, the Ravens roster is more talented. If it was in Baltimore, I'd still pick the Ravens, but Steelers play better at home. Uh, this is a home team only pick. Okay, Craig, you got one. Okay, take out Las Vegas because it's too young of a franchise. So so what you're doing Boston is Craig Bruins. is giving you the NHL top five winningest uh, franchises. What's Pittsburgh, the Penguins? Okay. I know they're up there. It uh, looks like they're sixth. Nashville, he is. He got three out of five. Okay. Not so bad. He missed the Philly Flyers and uh, the what's the wild? Is that Minnesota? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the sports talk radio show. I don't even know who they are. 
Okay, Deshaun Watson got his sea legs back yet, or is Joe Burr just going to demolish the Browns? I think this game is going to be closer than what people think because it is a divisional game, and then these 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 teams usually play pretty pretty close to each other. I mean, the Browns have owned Joe Burrow. They have. But I'm not going against Joe Shiesty because he's on fire right now. Uh, I got the Bengals winning this in a close one. Uh, I got the Bengals winning in a blowout. I think Joe Burrow is sick and tired of being owned by Cleveland. He's got some of his pieces back healthier. It's another week after another big win. I don't think, you know, Deshaun Watson, for all of the history of disgustingness and perversion, he's a good NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't played in two years. So I think he's still going to be rusty. Bengals in a blowout. Uh, Jets and Bills in Buffalo. Who you got? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I like the way they played last week. Okay. With uh, White at quarterback. Now, number 40 from the Bills is out. You know who number 40 is. Oh, yeah. Almost has a really cool name. (laughs) Why do you say almost? It was one letter off. (laughs) Come on, Van is way cooler than Vaughn. Get out of here. I got you. Of course. Vaughn Miller's done. Of course. And I think this is going to kind of expose their defense a little bit, enough to lose, and I love the Jets' defense. I got the Jets winning a stunner on the road in Buffalo. Uh, I got it close. I I think the Jets are fool's gold. I think they got some great pieces, and they're going to be good for a long time. But Josh Allen, be that dude. He's not going to lose in Buffalo in front of Bill's Mafia. I do like the pick, though. Like, I like your pick of the Jets. Mm -hmm. Mike White is miles better than Zach Wilson. But give me Josh Allen at home in Buffalo in front of Bill's Mafia. Here we go. Okay, this is basically a bye week for Dallas. Does Texas have any chance at all? No, and you know what's messed up? Uh, The Cowboys, their late-season schedule is going to hurt them. I believe it's going to hurt them. It's it's a lot of fool's gold. You know, we saw it last week with that huge win that they had against the Colts. Now they're getting served up the Texans. This I don't think this is the time you want to get those cupcakes unless you're a team that's hurting, that has a lot of injuries. I don't think they, you know, that's not what you want to do going into the playoffs, knowing you're going to see teams that have been playing better teams, but the Cowboys in a blowout. I like that cupcake reference. I haven't heard cupcake in a while. <laughs> I like that a lot. I'll tell you what, I-9 varsity of cake when we get back. I like that. We're going to do our I-9 varsity, and we're going to hit you with the rest of the NFL picks. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. So what the I-9 Varsity is, if you don't know already, is we give our little best of. We call it the Varsity. It's like a, like the totem pole, the Rushmore, the top five alive. You don't have to do five. It's just whatever subject you want. And then randomly throughout the show, we pick a subject. Friends of the show, OGs, you already know all about this. But this is for the newbies you're listening for the first time 
the I-9 Varsies, our small little best of, and we randomly pick a subject throughout the show. Robert had mentioned the Cowboys got to play a bunch of cupcakes throughout the rest of the year, and they're not going to come into the playoffs sharp. So I said, hey, why not the I-9 Varsity of cake? Robert, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to start it off really, really okay. hot. When I think of cake, the only one thing that I think of, and that's Rihanna. Okay. <laughs> okay. She has a song called Birthday Cake, and she's not talking about the ones you blow out candles on. Uh-uh. So that's my very first cake, and that's Rihanna. Uh, you went r and B. I'm going to go hip-hop. And it'd be uh, a kilo of cocaine. Oh, oh, jeez. So that kind of cake. Oh, gosh. I, uh, as, a, as a youth growing up. <laughs> My goodness. Listening to hip-hop and rap, and they kept referring to cake. Yeah. I had to do a little detective work to yeah. figure out they were talking about a kilo of that, uh, that booger sugar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then a little nose candy. All right. A little... Uh, Little Peruvian gold, <laughs> little, little uh, do some fish drinking, scale. drinking some nose beers, fish scale, <laughs> that fish scale, baby. <laughs> First on my I nine varsity is I'm sure a little league organization doesn't <laughs> want us to talk about this, but my first answer is cocaine, a right. kilo to be specific. All right, um, I'm gonna keep it in. I, I have to do this one for our soldier who's not here, Fred Slow. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ooh, good answer. Now, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was very popular in the WWF back in the day. But he was not good enough to ever win anything. He was the guy that was next to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, and his, his stick was he cut hair. But he cut them <laughs> with, uh, what do you call those? The ones that you do trim your hedges with back in the day, the old school <laughs> Oh, ones. yeah. Head shrimp, head shrimp. Yes, he had those. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and I did that for Fred Slow. What a dude. I remember him. That was back from my heyday when I used to pay attention to wrestling. Yeah. It's called childhood. That's when I paid attention to wrestling. Just had to stick one little jab. <laughs> Much more wholesome than a kilo of cocaine. Next on my I-9 varsity of cake, I'm going with the alternative rock band from Sacramento, California, Cake, known for such hits as Short Skirt, Long Jacket, The Distance, their cover of I Will Survive, mm. and my personal favorite, Frank Sinatra. It's a great song. Okay. Give me all the band Cake you got. There we go. Next one up is a cartoon I used to have to fight my sister over the remote so we didn't have to watch it. Okay. Sometimes I would take the batteries out, and she wasn't smart enough to understand that the remote didn't work. Okay. <laughs> because of that. But sometimes she caught me on this one. It's a cartoon that I could not stand, but it's iconic. Strawberry Shortcake. And that's not the actual strawberry shortcake yes that's the name of the character the character strawberry shortcake. strawberry shortcake i sure. could not stand that cartoon so that's a i'm paying homage to my sister there oh shout out uh from based on the 2000 novel 2002 movie 
Layer Cake, mm. starring eventual James Bond, Daniel Craig. You ever seen this one? No. It is an underrated crime banger. Surprise, surprise, the layer cake. It's also about cocaine. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, did I say 02? I meant 04. <laughs> 04 movie, Layer Cake, starring Daniel Craig. It's kind of like a not quite as outlandish as, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm going blank, uh, Guy Guy Ritchie. Okay. It's not quite as outlandish as a Guy Ritchie movie, Yeah, but it's like a funky, quirky crime story who done it kind of thing gotcha it's dope check it out layer cake layer cake layer cake i'm gonna go with it's it's more conventional when people think of cake oh hold on time out okay also uh sienna miller in a love scene so i don't know if that's that's that's, that i'm sold yeah that's all you need there we go yeah i'm gonna go with more conventional when people think of cake but it's actually not a cake but it's my favorite cake cheesecake excellent stole my last one that's my favorite cake. It's so good. Oh, it's so easy to make, but it's also easy to mess up. Oh, yeah. You're very right. That's my final one. Are you a, are you a fruit guy or caramel or chocolate? How do you roll? Or I, just straight up cheesecake? It's either straight up or fruit. Okay. That's yeah, how it, I do it. Some of the, the caramel chocolate and butter pecan and all that gets a little silly. Yeah, it, it takes away from the actual cheesecake. Agree completely. Yeah. All right, since your last one stole my last one, let's go to commercial. When we get back, we're going to wrap up NFL Pick'em, and we're going to close out here. One more segment, three hours of two men on on this awesome Friday. Robert, you're killing it so far. we got one to go. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. I thought that was the beginning to a commercial. I'm going to be honest. I did, too. I had to look at the screen. <laughs> I was looking over at you. I was like, why isn't this commercial saying any words? Yeah, I had to look at the screen. I was like, what is this? I didn't recognize that song, either. Weird. It's just weird. It has been two hours and 45 minutes, though. One more segment to go. Wrapping up. One hell of a Friday. Uh, a dope program. Yeah. We hit a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Up and down. I... Broke news on a conspiracy theory. We talked a little international politics. Had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And now we're going to wrap up our NFL pick em. Mm-hmm. Eagles go to the Giants. The Giants have been fool's gold all year. I see the Eagle. I mean, the Giants are going to play hard. They're going to play well. They're going to keep feeding Saquon and eating the clock. So I don't see another blowout like the Eagles had last week, but the Eagles win easily. I actually do see a, a blowout. I see the Eagles Ooh. just demolishing the Giants. Oh, my. I, I, I think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. I was going to say 10, but that ain't bad. But give me two touchdowns. They're hitting their stride. My Jags. Not Vern's, my Jags. <laughs> you got ownership? <laughs> uh, go into Tennessee. Tennessee got embarrassed last week, and the Jaguars got embarrassed last week. Uh, who plays unembarrassing this week? <sighs> I don't even know what I'm thinking on this one. But I believe the Titans rebound, and they show us why you know, a lot of people had them going into the playoffs before the season. They're going to win this game the way they always do, pounding the rock. 
Yeah. If, if Sunshine can string together a couple big plays, I do think the Jaguars have a chance. You know, we were talking about that one possession swing. Yeah. If the one possession swing swings the other way, Jaguars are a playoff team. And again, you know, we beat this to the ground ad nauseum. They're not emerging as as fastly as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a playoff team next year. But they're going to hurt some people's feelings throughout the rest of the year. And I think this is another week that they do that. I have the Jags Ooh. on the road. Who is I right. I see you. Okay. Uh, in a game that at the beginning of the year we would thought would be very important, Kansas City travels to Denver <laughs> to Beat up on the Broncos, I guess. Get that dub. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're doing. I, it's an easy win for the Chiefs, right? Well, it's. I'm not going to say easy because it is a divisional game. The Broncos do have a great defense, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and the Broncos also have Russell Wilson. You know, the Broncos' defense is literally number one in the league, so I don't see the Chiefs putting up 45 points. No, no. I but the Broncos, we know they're only going to score like a couple of field six. goals. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it, right? A couple of field couple goals. field goals. I have it like 24 to 3 with, with the game actually being close until the third quarter. Um, can the Seahawks stay rolling? Panthers looking for an upset. They got rid of that locker room cancer, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, get him out of here. He's only uh, batting a thousand for the Rams so far. Uh, I got the Seahawks in a close one. I got the Seahawks winning this. Geno does his thing. The Seahawks keep rolling. Potential game of the week: Tampa Bay Forty ers The Buccaneers just have to limp through the rest of the year and not blow their house up. All they have to do is win the worst division in all of football. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers, no matter who the 49ers quarterback is. But also Tom Brady can just score 14 points in four minutes and break your heart. This is a game that I would not bet on, but I think the 49ers roster is so much better than the Buccaneers, except for the Buccaneers wide receivers. They can play 49ers football and still win with their third stringer, with their fourth stringer. With Baker Mayfield, I don't care. I think the 49ers will win in a close one. I disagree with you on this one. Okay. I think the Buccaneers win this last Monday night might catapult some things. It's going to be a close one, and that's the reason why I'm going to give it to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. If it wasn't a close one, if if Garoppolo was playing, I I wouldn't even think about this. But I think there's going to be a, a crash down to earth for what's his name, Purdy? Yes. He's going to crash down to earth, and it's going to be a defensive struggle. And I always, when it goes to that, I always go with the better quarterback. So I'm going with the Bucks in a very close game. That's the smart money right there. I think that's the smart play, is you got to take Tom over a third-string quarterback. Right. It's the smart play. Uh, my Dolphins go into Los Angeles to beat up on your Chargers. Man, you ain't even put no kind of <laughs> you ain't put no kind of suspense no, on it or nothing. No huh? analysis, nothing. No hot takes. Golly, Just give me easily the best left-handed quarterback in the history of the game. <laughs> Tua. All right, in your house. Okay, so I'm gonna do this, man. Okay. We've lost 
every primetime game we've played this year, except for the first one against the Raiders. I don't count that, though. Yeah, don't count anything against the Raiders. I'm, I'm not counting that. I'm, I'm going with the Chargers in an upset. Ooh. Only because of this. we uh, Mike Williams is back, so he's yeah. going to have his weapons. Williams, Palmer, and Keenan Allen, that's going to be up against Waddle and um, Cheetah. The, the thing is, I think this is the game where Tua got hit a lot last week against the 49ers. Um, I think if Chargers can put pressure on him with Mac, it's going to disrupt some things. But what I'm also keeping an eye on is Derwin James may not play this game. And that's a problem. So, But I'm still going to go with the Chargers winning this game in a close one because they're always in close one-possession games. And they're at home, and they got a weapon back. I just – Dolphins are, like, actually good at football. I think the Chargers, when they're healthy, they got a championship-caliber team, but they don't have that this year. I, th- I just think these are two teams that are kind of finesse right now. Sure. And the one team that can get more physical will win it. And I just like what I've seen out of the Chargers in the past couple of weeks with that. Just because they've had to have to be physical because they've been playing with a lot of injuries. And the last primetime game going down at Howie's Sports Page every Monday night. Yeah. If you don't know already, the boys do our show from Howie's Sports Page, and then we hang out all night. The pitchers are flowing all night. Come meet the boys. Come hang out with the boys. You don't even have to say hi. You can just, like, get your own table. Yeah. If you don't want to meet us and hang out, I get it. But Howie's Sports Page is the place to be on Monday. Halftime giveaways, uh, gift certificates, merch, all kinds of dopeness. But most importantly, a good time. Yes. Patriots travel to Arizona Mm -hmm. to play an absolute train wreck of an Arizona Cardinals team. Who do you got in this one? I actually have the Cardinals pulling this off. You know, so do I. I have the the car. If this was flip flopped, if they were playing in Foxborough, no chance. No. But even though Arizona really doesn't have like a home field advantage, I don't. I just don't see them. You know, losing another game, and I don't like what I've seen out of the Patriots lately either. Here, I got receipts. In my Pick'em League, I took the Cardinals. Okay, there you go. No lies here. I got the Cardinals winning the, the Monday night game. Um, I think Kyler's just going to run around like a maniac. I think so, too. Bill Belichick is going to scheme against him well. He's going to put his best corner and a spy on D-Hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hollywood is back. So it's the second week back. I think he's going to be healthy. He's going to take the pressure off of D-Hop. And we're going to see some of those, a few, just a small handful of Kyler Murray magic at home in Phoenix. There we go. Hell of a program. We we kind of got close on all of them. Where were we different? Um, you had Tom Brady. Right. You had your Chargers. Right. And there was one more in there that I think I, we were opposite on. Um, oh, you got Jets over Bills. The Jets over the Bills. There yep. we go. Yeah, besides that, we're samesies. Yep. A lot of favorites. Oh, wait, no, I picked the Jags, so we're different on that one, All too. Right. Hell of a program today. Had a lot of fun with it. Enjoy yourself this weekend, Albuquerque. Be safe. The holiday season's coming up. You don't want to have any tragedies right before the holiday season, right? You never want to have them. 
Uncle Uber's <laughs> just right down the street, baby. Hit yeah, him up. You never want to have him. But, yeah, be extra careful now because there's a lot more people that's not, you know, on their work schedule type thing. So, they're, you know, they'll be out there. Robert, where are you at tonight? Where are you at tomorrow? Tonight, Friends of the show can come see you. Tonight I'm at Cake Nightclub. I'll be hosting for uh, the DJ Paul of 3-6 Mafia show. And then I'm in the morning I'm heading out. I'm up in Montrose, Colorado Ooh. to do some comedy. And you know what? I've got about 10 people that will be there that I know. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I didn't, and it was just unexpected. Some that I know that will be on Telluride that's coming down. And then Chelsea, friend of the show, her and her family will be there. Oh, no way. How cool. Yeah, they're, they're, she's already up there. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend, Albuquerque. Be safe. Support your local businesses. Support our friends of the show, John Lopez, Nemecto Pinon, I-9 Sports, the YMCA, the 66 Diner, Howie Sports Page, Teller Vodka, and uh, local clothing bank helping the youth here Absolutely. in Albuquerque. Locker 505. Anything they do, support them, get behind them. And check out the opening drive every single morning. It's not just us on this dope local sports station, baby. Exactly. The opening drive, Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Check them out every morning. You have a great weekend, friend of the show. You have a great weekend, Burkenio. We love you here at Two Men On. Be safe out there. We'll see you on Monday. We out.